0: hey what's up guys welcome to healthify with kamal your weekly dose of hope health and happiness i'm kamal your host and a certified holistic health coach and i'm here to help you get on the path of becoming your healthiest happiest self today we're gonna talk about the six pillars of health that can help you live your best life these six pillars are actually super simple and easy to understand, and the best part is, by focusing on these six things, you can make a huge impact on your overall health and well-being, and in turn, on your life. So, what are these six pillars of health? Well, they are water, sleep, exercise, whole foods, mental health, and social health. And each of these pillars plays a crucial role in keeping you healthy and thriving. But here's the thing you can't just focus on one or two of these pillars and expect to see real results. You need to make sure you're taking care of all six pillars in order to truly optimize your health and well being. And that's exactly what we're going to be talking about today. One, two, three, four. Okay, so let's get started with the first pillar of health, and that's water. So water is actually super important for your overall health because it's very important to drink enough water. And for starters, water makes up a huge part of your body, about 60% of your body weight, to be exact. It's involved in pretty much every bodily function you can think of from regulating your body temperature to transporting nutrients to your cells. But that's not all. Staying hydrated can also have some pretty sweet benefits for your health. So drinking enough water can help in boosting your energy levels. It can help you improve your skin, that glow in the skin. It aids in digestion and it helps in preventing constipation. It can help boost your immune system. It prevents headaches and dizziness. I know with me on the days if I don't have enough water, I will start to have a headache. So I make sure to drink enough. Now you're probably thinking, how much water should I be drinking? Well, the general rule of thumb that everybody says is about eight glasses, which is about 64 ounces of water per day. But the rule that I follow is drinking half your body weight in water. So if you are 200 pounds, then you should be drinking about 100 ounces of water per day. But keep in mind that this can vary depending on things like your body size, your activity level, or the weather that you're in. All these things matter. Now, I know that drinking enough water can be easier said than done. I mean, let's be real. Sometimes it feels like a chore and it's also very boring to a lot of people. But there are simple things you can do to make sure you're staying hydrated throughout the day. Like carrying a refillable glass water bottle with you anywhere and everywhere you go. You can set reminders on your phone. There are so many apps that you can use to drink water. And then infusing your water with fruits or herbs to make it more flavorful. Like, for example, during the summer times, I keep a jug of water in the fridge. And I usually have a couple pieces of ginger mint, um, sometimes cucumber. Sometimes I even put fruit like strawberries in it for the flavor. So you can do that as well. And then make sure to drink water about half hour before your meals and half hour after your meals. You should not underestimate the power of staying hydrated. Once you start making sure to drink enough water, you will see how your body changes and gives you that boost of energy that you need. And you won't be reaching out for your coffee as much. But not all water is created equal. And it's important to consider both the quality of water we drink and the water we use to shower. When it comes to drinking water, filtration is key. So tap water can contain a variety of contaminants, including chlorine, lead, and bacteria. And all these are obviously very harmful to our health. And it's also been in the news lately that um, a lot of people are in certain states having problems with their drinking water. So it's important to use filtration. And investing in a good water filter can help remove these impurities and make sure that you're drinking clean, safe water. And when it comes to the shower water, many of us don't think about the quality of that at all. But it's very important to remember that our skin is our largest organ and can absorb chemicals and toxins just like our digestive system or any other part of our body. And Chlorine, for example, can dry out your skin and your hair, and it contributes to skin irritations, eczema, and many other such things. Using a shower filter can help remove these impurities and improve the overall quality of your shower water. Not only will this help your skin and hair feel healthier, but it will also improve the air quality in your bathroom by reducing the amount of chlorine that turns into vapors. So especially in colder climates and colder part of the year, like right now, uh, when you take uh, hot showers, the steam. That builds up, um, has chlorine in it and that's what you're breathing. So by filtering your shower water, you're reducing that and you will see the effects of it. Now let's talk about water in relation to autoimmune diseases. Well, March is autoimmune disease awareness month and the subject is very close to my heart. Being an autoimmune warrior. So, throughout this episode, with all six pillars, I'm going to discuss how they relate to autoimmune diseases. And when we talk about water in relation to autoimmune diseases, there is evidence that suggests the quality of our water may actually play a role in having autoimmune conditions. And autoimmune diseases occur when the body's immune system mistakenly attacks its own tissues and organs, leading to inflammation and damage. And yes, there are many complex factors at play, but there is evidence, like I said, of the quality of drinking water that you are having. Some studies have found that exposure to certain chemicals in your drinking water, such as pesticides or heavy metals, may be associated with an increased risk of autoimmune diseases. And similarly, exposure to chlorinated water has been linked to increased risk of certain autoimmune diseases like lupus, for example. So, of course, more research is needed to fully understand the link between water quality and autoimmune diseases. But in the meanwhile, it's always a good idea to make sure you're drinking clean, filtered water and you're using a shower filter to reduce the exposure to these harmful chemicals. This brings us to the second and my personal favorite pillar. Of health, sleep. Now I know it can be tempting to stay up late, binge watch your favorite Netflix show, or scroll through social media, but trust me, getting enough sleep is crucial for your overall health and well being. So, why is sleep so important? Well, for starters, it's during sleep that your body does a lot of important Repair work. While you're catching those Z's, your body is busy repairing tissues, producing hormones, and even consolidating your memories. Plus, getting enough quality sleep is crucial for your overall health and it can have a significant impact on your immune system, on your mental health. And sleep is a time when our body repairs regenerates itself and the lack of sleep can have a lot of negative effects on your immune system making us more susceptible to infections and other diseases research has shown that sleep disturbances and inadequate sleep has been linked to the development of autoimmune conditions like rheumatoid arthritis lupus or ms And one theory is that lack of sleep can disrupt the delicate balance of immune system, leading to an increase in inflammation and development of autoimmune disorders. On the other hand, getting enough quality sleep can help improve our immune function and reduce the inflammation. So during sleep, our body produces, uh, cytokines. And these are proteins that can help fight off infections and inflammation. And the lack of sleep can reduce the production of these cytokines, making us more susceptible to infections and increasing our risk for developing different diseases, including autoimmune. In addition to the impact that it has on our immune system, sleep plays a crucial role in many other aspects of our life, of our health, including mental health, cognitive function, and our heart health. So, getting enough quality sleep can help you improve your mood. It helps with memory and concentration. It also reduces the risk of heart disease, stroke and many other chronic conditions. But here's the thing, not all sleep is created equal. It's not just about getting enough sleep. It's about getting enough quality sleep. This means making sure you're not just lying in bed for eight hours, which I sometimes do, but actually getting restful, deep sleep that allows your body to do all the important repair work that I've mentioned. So how can you improve your quality of sleep? There are certain things that you can try. The first one is try to stick to a consistent sleep schedule, even on the weekends. I know it's, you know, it feels good to laze around and kind of stay in bed once in a long while, that's fine, but try to stick to a good, consistent sleep schedule. Creating a relaxing bedtime routine helps to signal your body that it's time to sleep, so it starts to go towards that. And then making sure that your sleep environment is cool, dark, and quiet. Another one is avoiding caffeine, alcohol, nicotine, all these substances before bedtime, especially a couple of hours before, and then do not use your phone in your bed. I cannot stress that enough. Limit your screen time just before bed. Trust me, I know it can be tempting to stay up late and do everything that you need to or want to do, but the High quality sleep is one of the best things you can do for your body, for your health, for your mental health. And it's really going to help your body thrive. Moving on to the third pillar of health exercise. I know, I know the thought of hitting the gym or going for a run is not always an exciting one, but. Exercise is about so much more than just looking good in your favorite outfit or trying to fit into that dress. Let's first talk about what happens to your body when you exercise. So when you work out, your heart rate goes up, you start to breathe harder, and your body starts to produce endorphins. You know those feel-good chemicals that make you feel like you're the boss? That's not all. Regular exercise can also help you reduce the risk of chronic diseases like heart disease, diabetes, some cancers, also. And it helps you improve your mental health. It helps to reduce the symptoms of depression and anxiety. It helps to boost brain function and improve your memory. And also, it helps with what we were just talking about. One of the main pillars of health, sleep. It helps you sleep better at night. In terms of autoimmune diseases, exercise has been shown to be beneficial for many conditions. So studies have found that exercise can help reduce inflammation in the body. And that is a key factor in development of autoimmune disorders like RA, which is rheumatoid arthritis, and uh, lupus. But it really does matter what kind of exercise you are doing when you have autoimmune conditions. And exercise can also help improve joint mobility, which is very beneficial for people with arthritis. So the kind of exercise that I was talking about for autoimmune just a minute ago is yoga. Yoga in particular has been shown to be very beneficial for autoimmune diseases. So not only does it help improve physical health and flexibility, but it can also help reduce stress and anxiety, which are common triggers for autoimmune flare-ups. Additionally, some studies have found that practicing yoga can help reduce inflammation and improve immune function, which may help reduce the risk of developing autoimmune diseases. The thing is, when it comes to exercise, there's no one size fits all approach. The time and amount of exercise right for you depends on things like your fitness level, your health goals, and even your preference. And the good news is there are plenty of ways to get moving that don't involve spending hours on the treadmill or pumping iron at the gym and being bored at the same time. So here are some ideas to get started. You can take a dance class with your friends, go for a hike in the outdoors, You can even try a new workout video from YouTube. There's so many good workout videos on YouTube. You can sign up for a sport like basketball or soccer or whichever sport you like. And then you can take your dog out for a walk. Having a pet is a great way to keep up with your fitness but remember that the most important thing is for you to find an activity that you enjoy and that feels good for your body. Whether you're a hardcore athlete or a tall beginner, there is an exercise routine out there that's just perfect for you. So get moving and start feeling those endorphins. Now, this brings us to the most important pillar of health. Whole foods. It's so easy to reach for junk food or fast food when you're in a hurry or just feeling lazy. But trust me, making sure you're fueling your body with the right foods can make a world of difference in how you feel. So what do I mean by whole foods? Basically, I'm talking about foods that are as close to their natural state as possible and that means things like fruits and vegetables whole grains like brown rice quinoa and for people who can have gluten whole wheat bread then lean proteins like chicken fish tofu um healthy fats like nuts seeds avocados So why is whole food so important? Well, for starters, whole food is packed with vitamins, minerals, nutrients your body needs to function at its best. Plus, they're basically lower in calories and higher in fibers than the processed foods, which helps you maintain a healthy weight and avoid chronic diseases like heart disease, diabetes, certain types of cancers. I'm not saying for you to completely give up on your favorite junk food. We all need a treat every now and then. But by making sure that the majority of your diet is made of whole foods can make a huge difference in how you feel both physically and mentally. When you eat wholesome foods, you're giving your body the nutrients it needs to support the immune system to fight off infections and to reduce inflammation. In fact, many autoimmune diseases are characterized by the chronic inflammation that I keep talking about, which can contribute to tissue damage and other health problems. So eating diet rich in wholesome foods can help reduce this inflammation and support your overall immune health. On the other hand, if you're having a diet that is high in processed foods, saturated fat, lots of added sugars, then this promotes inflammation and contributes to the development of autoimmune diseases. Studies have found that Diets high in these types of foods are associated with an increased risk of developing autoimmune diseases like rheumatoid arthritis, like MS, like IBD, meaning Crohn's and colitis. But it's not just about what you eat. It's also about how you prepare and cook your food. So instead of Cooking methods like frying and grilling that can produce harmful compounds, which contribute to inflammation and other health problems. You should use methods like steaming, baking, and sauteing because these help to preserve the nutrients in your food and reduce your exposure to harmful compounds. Now, here are some ideas for you to incorporate more whole foods into your diet. Things you can do starting today. You can uh, swap out white bread for whole wheat bread. You can choose fresh fruits as a snack instead of candy or chips. Try a new recipe that features lots of veggies. You can experiment with new grains like quinoa or many other types of grains remember eating whole foods doesn't have to be complicated or expensive it's all about finding foods that you enjoy and that make you feel good so start fueling your body with the good stuff and see how good you will start to feel now let's talk about fifth pillar of health and that is mental health It's easy to get caught up in the hustle bustle of everyday life and forget to take care of our minds. But making sure you're taking care of your mind, of your mental health, is just as important as taking care of your physical health. It's all about taking care of your mind and making sure you're staying emotionally healthy. When our mental health is suffering, it can have a negative impact on our ability to manage our physical health and can even increase our risk of developing chronic diseases, including autoimmune disorders. Autoimmune diseases can be especially challenging for mental health as they can cause chronic pain, fatigue, and many other physical symptoms that can have an impact on your daily life. So coping with these symptoms can be very overwhelming and may even lead to feelings of anxiety, depression, or isolation. And additionally to this, the stress of managing an autoimmune disease can also take a toll on your mental health. One key strategy to stress management is being mindful of how you're feeling. Stress can make your autoimmune symptoms worse, and it negatively impacts your mental health. So it's important to find ways to manage stress levels. Another important aspect of mental health is social support. Autoimmune diseases can be very isolating and lonely, so it's important to reach out to family and friends for support. It's okay to speak up and say you need help. This can also include joining support groups or seeking out online communities where you can connect with others who are experiencing Similar challenges. This can also be working with a holistic health coach like yours truly, who has experience with autoimmune conditions and knows how to deal with them and has experienced them. There are many other ways for you to make sure you're taking care of your mental health, like practicing mindfulness or meditation to calm your mind. You can make sure that you're getting enough sleep. Lack of sleep can really take a toll on your mental health. Talking to someone you trust if you're feeling stressed or overwhelmed, like a friend, or engaging in activities you enjoy and that make you feel good, whether that's painting, hiking, playing video games, or whatever it is. Make sure to limit your time on social media. Studies have shown that too much social media can negatively impact mental health, and we are actually seeing the effects of that all around us. Taking care of your mental health, isn't selfish or a waste of time. So self-care is very important. Finally, we're at the sixth pillar of health, social health. It's very easy to get caught up in our own lives and forget to connect with the people around us. But having a strong social support system can make a huge difference in how you feel mentally and physically. And when I talk of social health, I'm talking about the relationships you have with others, whether it's your family, friends, your coworkers, people around you. Having a strong relationship can help you feel supported, valued, and loved. For people living with autoimmune diseases, social health can be particularly important and challenging. Autoimmune diseases like colitis can be very isolating and it can be challenging to maintain social connections while managing your physical and emotional demands of the condition. In my personal experience with colitis, I've found that social support has been a crucial component of my overall well-being. When I was first diagnosed, I struggled to cope with the physical and emotional toll of the condition because I felt very lost. I was always running to the bathroom. I didn't want to see anybody, tell anybody what I was going through, talk to anybody. However, as I began to connect with others who were also living with colitis, I found that I was able to gain very valuable insights and support. In particular, I found that joining a support group of individuals who also were going through same thing as me, Crohn's and colitis, was incredibly helpful. This allowed me to connect with others who are experiencing similar challenges and were able to share strategies for managing symptoms and coping with the emotional impact of the condition. Beyond sport groups, I have found that connecting with others through online communities is also helpful. There are so many online forums and social media groups that are dedicated to connecting individuals with autoimmune conditions. And these can be a great way to connect with others and gain valuable insight. Now, there are plenty of things that can affect our social health. Things like busy schedules, social anxiety, or even just feeling shy and not wanting to talk or see anybody. But there are plenty of things you can do to improve your social health and feel more connected. Uh, Some of these things are reaching out to a friend you haven't talked to in a while and catching up with them. Maybe you can join a club or an organization that aligns with your interests. Finding social events or gatherings, even if they make you a little nervous. Sometimes it's good to step out of your comfort zone. You might just discover something really good and find a connection that you were needing. Um, Volunteering in your community. Not only will you be doing something good, you will also be meeting new people. Uh, Making time for people in your life that matter the most to you. We tend to get so busy with our work, with our routines that sometimes That takes priority over everything, and we forget to make the time to the people around us and putting them on the front burner. It's very important for you to make sure that you are giving the time that is needed to family and friends, because in that, you are also giving yourself the much needed self care. Having a strong social support system doesn't mean you have to be worded or constantly surrounded by people. It's all about finding people who make you feel good, supported, and they are making an effort to connect with you and you are making an effort to connect with them regularly. So prioritize your social health and start to feel more connected. Well, That's it for this week's episode of Healthify with Gummel. I hope you've learned something new about the six pillars and the pillars being water, sleep, exercise, whole foods, mental health, and social health. Taking care of your health isn't just about looking good or feeling good in the moment. It's all about making sure you're living your best life and feeling good in the long run. And the good news is taking care of your health doesn't have to be hard or boring. In fact, it can be a lot of fun. It's all about your mindset. So I challenge you to pick one thing you've learned from this episode and incorporate it into your daily life. Maybe you'll start drinking more water or make an effort to get more sleep. Maybe you'll try a new exercise or cook a healthy meal with whole foods. Or maybe you will try something that excites you and then you can stick with it. And as long as you are trying to be mindful of yourself and listening to your body, it's a good place to start. And as always, if you have any questions or comments about this episode, please feel free to reach out to me on Instagram at HealthCoachCommel. I'm always happy to chat with you and love to hear your feedback or any suggestions you have for future episodes. Thank you for tuning in to this one. Until next time, keep healthifying. Hi there, I hope you enjoyed this episode. Just a reminder that the information provided on this podcast is intended for educational purposes only. The content on this podcast is not intended to diagnose, treat, or cure any medical condition. You should always seek the advice of a doctor or a qualified medical professional with any questions regarding a medical condition or treatment.